1: man show with my friend the great King Blakeney representing the Howard Bison basketball or football team with the answer today. We don't know if he's the basketball coach, the announcer of the football coach. That's my man. What's up, coach?
0: <laughs> hey, AJR, boss, man. If you see me do like this and start calling plays, <laughs> I've changed sports. <laughs> yes. How <you> doing, man? <laughs> coach,
1: I'm doing good, good to talk to you, man. I, I know it was a rough year for you guys, but you guys persevered really tough, man. So tell us about that, man. Uh, how's it been with you and your program? And your young men, as you all uh, get ready for 2021 22 here going forward,
0: yeah, boss man. Well, we started out with a lot of hope and a lot of promise, to be honest with you, with our season and the momentum that we've gotten from the summer. Uh, having McCore Maker on our uh, roster and our young guys taking another year and growing, uh, we thought that this could be a year that we kind of ascended up to the ladder of uh, in the MIAC a little bit. I-, I didn't know where we would be, but I thought we could be uh, a team that you know, overall record would be 500 in that range or above. Uh, and I actually thought that we could have a chance at the end of the day to be right there. Not that I that we could win it, but I thought we could have a chance to to be one of those teams that could be at the top of the MEAC. Uh, and unfortunately, we only got five games in and uh, our season got canceled because of COVID. Uh, we had a number of young men come down with the, uh, with the virus and uh, that we just were not able to recover uh, to complete the season or the rest of the games that we had on schedule.
1: Yeah, and coaches, it's real tough, you know, because a lot of your young men are young African-American men getting COVID. And we know how it's COVID is, our community, very bad. And I I, I thought it was a very sound sound, sound move by you, you in, the, in, the, in the athletic department because you don't want these young men to get sick and have lasting effects of it and just keep trying on the, the pause again. It was very very made very sense to me coach very very rational move to me so people criticize the season but I'm like hey, they did the right thing because you know it's just too much going on and on let's just pause it let's start over again fresh next year with, with COVID down the road vaccines coming now so I coach I you did a great job of saving your young men from all this drama and adversity they really need with this bad disease and virus
0: well, you know, boss, man, I, I didn't feel like when our guys came back, we, like I said, we had a number of dudes, and I don't want to get into the number, but it was a high number. Uh, it was probably close to, you know, numbers where it's 80 90% of our team uh, pretty much, or maybe higher than that. Um, and when our young men started to come back, um, I didn't feel like I could coach them. I, I didn't feel like I could uh, ask them to do their very best. Um, I heard our young men breathe and it was sounding like stuff that I've never heard before. Um, we had another, uh, a couple of young men that in the middle of practice would leave the floor to go vomit. Um, and then, you know, me not knowing anything, I'm like, well, can I go over there and check on them? But it's vomit. Like, you know, so there were things that were just, you know, there were things that I just didn't feel comfortable with. So we we, we turned to the, the medical side again. We, we used the medicine kind of to get us to that point. Then we turned to the medical side again and we started doing tests on our guys. And we found that a lot of our young guys were still having symptoms um, where they were having uh, issues with their heart. They were having issues with their breathing. And it just did not make sense for me as a coach to say, okay, get on the line and run this sprint in 30 seconds. Like I did not feel safe Or comfortable having our young men do those kind of things. So uh, it got to the point where our medical team, our athletic director, Mr. Kerry Davis, our president, Dr. Wayne Fredericks, uh, myself, you know, kind of made the decision that it would be in the benefit of our student athletes, health and well-being to just shut it down right now.
1: And, Coach, for anybody listening here, Coach Blakeney cares about his players. Some coaches will say, run these sprints. You thought about your players' well-being there, long-term health. We don't know how this virus is going to treat these young men five, ten years from now. We don't know what the long-term effects of this virus is. So you actually care about these young men's health, not your record as a coach, not wins and losses. You care about them as young men. Now, for anybody listening to this, this interview, you should want your young know, man to complain play for a guy like Coach Blakeney who actually cares about your young man as a man, not just as a commodity to get him wins and losses.
0: Yeah, no no doubt. It's, you know, when we when we recruit young men to Howard in, in our program, you know, the thing that I tell their parents is that I, I want your son to be better when he leaves us than when he came. And that's not only maturity, that's not only spiritually, that's not only educationally, but it's also health-wise, you know. So we take that seriously uh, at Howard and in our program. So, uh, you know, our, our young guys are bouncing back. Um, A lot of the systems have uh, have been alleviated uh, due to time. And, uh, you know, they're taking steps now to start to get healthier, get in better shape uh, so we can try to move forward with the season that's coming up this year.
1: And coach, how late of the year is this? You beat Hampton. In bats to back years, you beat Hampton. The, the, so we, we can say that Howard Bison is the real HU, the Mecca, the real <laughs> HU. <You> he <laughs> back to back years, even in the COVID year. You beat the Pirates if only me at Rivals there, Coach.
0: Well, look, Coach Buck Joyner does a tremendous job there at Hampton. And I, I, you know, gotten to know him a little bit over the last year or so. Um, we have a former guy uh, that was a part of our staff last year that's on their staff now. Uh, I, I love their president and what he's done for Hampton and uh, done for that city. Um, you know, we, we, we're, we are, we've, we're very lucky because we're, we're part of a staff that has been, uh, you know, that's had two wins against them back-to-back years and, and the first staff to do that in the history of the program. So uh, we're very fortunate and very lucky that uh, we've been able to kind of play well against them in back-to-back years.
1: Most definitely, and also, coach. You know, yeah. Tell me about this. You got your fellow Duke brother on the staff, which is this Adobo Thomas Hill. Tell us about having one of your Duke brothers right there, right with you, going the fire with you, grinding with you every day, man.
0: Yeah, it's great. You know, Thomas is a guy that uh, was a sophomore when I was a uh, when I was a freshman, and uh, my roommate on the road that year. And then we started to. Uh, he's my roommate after that on on campus. Uh, And just somebody that I I really have had a great relationship with over the last 30 years. Um, You know, I I, there's nobody like I got Tyler Thornton on my staff, who's also a dookie. I got Jake Brown, who I've worked with at Columbia. So to have these guys that are, you know, character, men of character, men of faith, uh, good guys that you know, work their butts off is it's really unique. I can trust them. I can depend on them. And I know they're going to be there for me uh, to continue to push this program forward.
1: And coach, um, having those guys around you. So tell me how you're looking forward to next year, because, you know, it's springtime workouts start here really soon. And, you know, the transfer portal is going crazy. And, you know, so tell us about your plans for you guys getting ready for workouts and having them on campus this summer will be very key to development for your young men as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That that's so important. I, I you know, I, I've uh, grown up in, uh, you know, I'm 49. So growing up in the, the late 80s, early 90s, uh, I was an EPMD fan. And, uh, you know, they had an album, Unfinished Business. Oh, and, and that's what I feel like we, we were about this year. Uh, we, we have some unfinished business because we have some guys that I really thought was ready to kind of, like I say, grow into being the players that, I, that we think they can be. And uh, to not in myself, even to grow into being a better coach. Um, You know, the one thing that I take away from this is that we were able to have, you know, a lot of practices this year. Um, You know, there were points in times where uh, with during exams break, we were able to go twice a day and uh, really grind with our guys. So we were we feel like there was a great period of growth uh, with them. We've gotten a new strength and conditioning coach, which I love, Joshua Woods. He's been here now for a couple of couple of months, and I can see the difference in our guys' body, Uh, the things that he's doing on the you know strength with the conditioning side, with the agility side, uh, the footwork side, Um, and having the opportunity, like you said, to work with our guys this summer. Um, You know, one of the things that we're doing is for a first semester, we're we're going to place our guys in internships, which is really important. Um, to allow our guys to have some practical experience they get some resume experience but they also get to develop their network and contacts um, with the outside world Um, and then you know so hopefully they're uh, you know after they're either before or after we can get in the gym they can get in the weight room they can get with coach woods and uh, you know grind it out this summer so we're looking forward to having this opportunity with our guys doing internships first semester and uh, with the new NCAA rule, we're able to work with them. But then the second semester in summer school, they can take one or two classes and uh, we can spend the same amount of time with them uh, that we can spend from the first semester. So we really feel like this period is going to be a huge part of growth. And one of our focuses during, uh, during the summer is going to be you know, how well can we really focus and lock in on the defensive side of ball. Um, you know, If you see the teams that excelled in the tournament, most of those teams were defensive, uh, heavy emphasis on that on that side of the ball. Most
1: definitely, Coach. Like you said, um, those open runs that, you know, all them schools in the area, you go have guys that go out and play. He's going to help them, too, because I feel like those – I know Eastern Washington for sure, because I know Coach Legs was telling me about it, that his guy scrimmage against Gonzaga and help these guys become better. And you got all of them great schools in these DMV areas you can go scrimmage against and help get your young men some experience that way. Maybe apply some of those principles you've learned on when development-wise with coaches here. Apply when I'm playing pick-up pick as well, because I know when when I would go out and play pick-up football, flat football, I would use some things I learned, see how it works against other, other people. So it's like, you know, I feel like it helped me when I was play, playing ball. So I got to help your young men as well, having the ability to play against guys in the area like that.
0: No doubt, no doubt. And we're hoping that we can, uh, you know, we have a real famous summer league pro am that's here in Washington, D.C. It's held at uh, at the Georgetown campus called the Kenner League. And it would be great to get our guys in that league. I don't know where, if it's going to be possible with COVID um, and what the protocols will be at Georgetown. But if that's something that can happen, we certainly would love to have our guys do that. Um, You know, but we have, I think, you know, a number of young men, that if we're not able to have that competition with outside uh, people, that we can create that kind of same competitive nature within our program and that Bird Gymnasium on, on Howard's campus.
1: And coach, are you, are you a part of the ABC committee committee on racial relations reconciliation? Tell us about that. I feel like it's so good because you know. You you're a perfect example because you have a, a white wife, you have a mixed daughter, a beautiful daughter on Naomi. So you're the perfect guy to be because you you got both sides right there. You 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 perfect <laughs> blend of it. So I'm like, you know, so you're probably a perfect guy to do it. So tell us about that role coach and how important it is for us to decide with each other and you know, bring ourselves together and learn about learn about each other's other backgrounds and cultures and be better as one going forward in this country.
0: Yeah, it definitely. And that, you know, being part of the racial reconciliation committee of, with the NABC is it's what a unique honor that is. And I'm very, uh, humble and uh, fortunate to to have been selected. Um, you know, it's read by it's ran by uh, former coach, Craig Robinson, who is the, uh, the head of the NABC, uh, coach Tommy Amaker, uh, Konzo Martin, um, a number of guys, Dennis Coleman, who's a really brilliant attorney, um, you know, Pastor Brett, who's a uh, one of the most well-renowned pastors that's in the D.C. area. Uh, he was the chaplain for the Washington Redskins. But uh, to have a chance to have conversations or impact uh, on that committee, doing you know stuff like you know trying to eliminate the the, the, the trying to eliminate the SAT at universities. Uh, you know, making sure that during Black History Month. Uh, you know, to have universities acknowledge and sing, lift every voice and sing. Um, just to make things equal and have a voice and a say you know, on issues that can really affect change uh, is such a powerful thing that I can be a part of. And, to, you know, it's, it's a neat, neat thing, boss, man, that, uh, you know, and I'm excited about what we can do in the future and uh, the things that we're currently working on right now, the, you know, we, we had a chance to do the John Thompson towels. Uh, That was an initiative that came from uh, the racial reconciliation uh, committee. And it was each, each division one coach, uh, head coach and assistant coach uh, was, was, uh, you know, wore uh, during the, I think the first couple of games, a a towel uh, in honor of coach John Thompson, uh, which he wore in honor of his mom and uh, something that he did all of his career. And we were, you know, so happy to be able to kind of honor him and his memory and the things that his accomplishments. And you know, the the push that I think we're we're trying to do, boss man, is continue the fight of Coach John Thompson and of Coach uh, John Cheney and the, the the you know the efforts that they that they put in with uh, you know the the trying to make things equal uh, for everyone. So that's it's been great.
1: And coach, uh, tell us about this this hiring cycle. A lot of black coaches getting hired, which is very rare in our business. But this cycle, been a lot of black coaches getting hired at big jobs, power five jobs, not just jobs just to take, just to take the job. So like, the only thing about the 80s and presidents are now giving young black coaches a chance to lead the young men that most likely will be black that they're going to be coaching on their rosters.
0: Sure, no doubt. And, and that's something that's, you know, it's great to see, but I think the work that we still have to do moving forward that um, I'm part of the Racism Committee, uh, and that's something that, you know, they've, we've, we've been pushing for uh, really, really hard. Um, I think there's 29% of uh, the NCAA coaches are African-American or Black. Um, you know, and, and, and if you take out the MEAC coaches, that number drops down to maybe 24%. Um, So we still have a lot of work to do, but it's great to see that, you know, it's great to see a number of African-American black males uh, getting more opportunities to, to, to uh, affect, I think, you know, the lives of, you know, African-American males, but also white men. Um, And, you know, when you look at it, there is I think 56% of all student athletes that play basketball are black. You know, can we get that number to be a little bit more reflective of, the people who are actually playing the sport and if we can do that or, or more then we've made some incredible progress but taking baby steps isn't 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 bad
1: and coach tell us about your hat that you're wearing to get you have from coach Sam perrier uh, from Albemarle, TSU, shoot Tennessee State Tiger I like my math the golf coach how we're doing this thing. tell us about the hat he gave you man
0: yeah well this is thank you for asking uh, 1975 uh, you know it, it's uh, it's Lee Elder. Is uh, going to be one of the gentlemen that's going to be initiating the Masters, and Lee Elder is, uh, you know, one of along with Calvin Peete, uh, one of the first Black golfers, professional golfers, uh, that kind of you know paved the way for Tiger Woods and other minority, not even you know Black males, but other minority males, to have a uh, to have an opportunity to play golf. So uh, this hat is in honor of him. Uh, you know, we're we're putting uh, all the Different influencers around Howard will be putting this on their social media over the next couple of days. So if you guys are following any Howard Athletics, Howard Basketball, Howard Golf, Howard Football, um, you will see this hat uh, around our social media. Uh, And it's just to thank uh, Mr. Lee Elder for all of his contributions, not only to the golf world, but to our society as a whole.
1: Most definitely. Coach Blakeney, thank you for your time as always, buddy. I miss talking to you. those good to chat our chats, man, are very engaging and fun, man. And I'm wishing you the bison the business. I told you, coach, I'm a teacher type, also about Howard Bison. I'm a bison uh, as well at hard, <laughs> Coach. I love the B D M V and the bison between you, Coach Perrier. you know, Coach Askew, uh, Coach That's Scott, right. man. You guys are doing big things in the DMV at the Mecca. I know you're gonna be doing some great things down the road. I know head coach, I believe it in my heart, man.
0: My man, I appreciate you, boss, man. Thanks for having me, man, and great to catch up.
1: Anytime, Coach. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, bro. All right. All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,